Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is October 12th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats, starting off with Bitcoin settling at $11,347.49 with a no gain, no loss. Second place, Ethereum settling at $367.98 with a 0.8% loss. Third place, USDT Tether settling at one dollar, with a well, with a 0.1% loss. Fourth place, XRP Ripple settling at 24 cents with a 0.3% loss. Fifth place, Bitcoin Cash settling at 250 dollars and 64 cents with a 1.2% loss. Sixth place, Binance Coin settling at 30 dollars and 27 cents with a 0.1% loss. Seventh place, Chainlink settling at ten dollars and 65 cents with a 1.6% gain. 8th place, Polkadot, settling at $3.93 with a 0.5% loss. 9th place, Cardano, settling at $0.10 cents with a 1.8% gain. Litecoin, in 10th place, settling at $47.48 with a 0.5% gain. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats. Your overall total market cap is at $361.3 billion, up by 0.4%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Matt Husey. All eyes on Betrix as crypto and Bitcoin searches in decline. The FTSE 100 is bracing itself for what set to be a crunch for a week of Betrix talks. Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister, has set an October 15th deadline for a deal to be made between the UK and the EU. While there has been while there has been progress, there are still major hurdles to overcome. Markets and, and the pound are expected to ebb and flow with every leak and rumor coming out of talks as traders feel their way through this murky period that could see the world's fifth largest economy crash out of the EU and into World Trade Organization terms. The FTSE has opened trading slightly up as has the pound against the euro, but markets in Europe are slightly down as the British Airways CEO steps down early this morning with immediate effects. The third largest airline group has admitted that the past six months have been its worst crisis in recent years. BA's plight reflects the industry more broadly as the aviation industry continues to suffer under the lockdown. Wow. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. A question of three Bitcoin ATMs at Elon Musk's Tesla Gigafactories. What? A question of three Bitcoin ATMs all at Tesla sites in Nevada and California has stumped Twitter. Will Reeves, CEO of Bitcoin Rewards app Fold, tweeted, tweeted Saturday that there is, an, there, there is a, a Bitcoin ATM at a Tesla Gigafactory, Liberty X. Markers of Bitcoin ATMs followed this up, claiming that there are, in fact, three Bitcoin ATMs at three gigafactories across the U.S., and yet Tesla CEO Elon Musk says otherwise. 
It appears that the confusion was created over the fact that the Bitcoin ATMs are not dedicated Bitcoin machines until recently they were just normal ATMs according to Liberty X employees Liberty X Chris on Reddit. Once the ATMs have been shipped, they can be upgraded to offer additional features such as the ability to buy Bitcoin. Interesting. Yep, it's real. Three traditional ATMs that we've upgraded to also sell Bitcoin. Only open to employees and potentially visitors when they open up for tour again. Said Liberty X Chris on Reddit. Now the ATMs offer Bitcoin with an 8% fee. The ATMs are 8% fee. Jeez. The ATMs are buy only for now, but this may also change in the future. Hope to have an announcement on selling Bitcoin soon. The Liberty X employee added. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Hopefully Elon Musk buys some more Bitcoin then. Hmm. Hopefully. Next news written by Liam Frost. Bitcoin's next upgrade will support Tor V3 addresses. Ooh, nice. The next version of Bitcoin Core will support Tor's network's latest V3 addresses that will fully become the new standard next year, according to uh, what is it, Peter Peter Willie, a co-founder and former engineer at Blockstream. Bitcoin Improvements Proposal BIP155, which contains details of the Tor support, has been merged into the current Bitcoin reference implementation. It will be pushed into Bitcoin's core version 0.21. The Tor network is based on open source software and enables anonymous communications over the internet. In July, its developers announced that the network's V2 addresses that have been in use over a decade already will be retired on October 15, 2021. They will be substituted with a new V3 addresses that have been in development since 2015. Quote, as humankind's understanding of math and cryptography evolved, the foundation of version 2 became fragile at a point in time, unsafe, said the announcement, adding that in 2015, a large-scale development effort spanning over three years resulted in version 3. Version 3 addresses add a, fe a few significant improvements compared to the current addresses. They use stronger forms of cryptography, leak less information to anyone monitoring the network, and boost security. Awesome. Next news, written by Scott Chaplina. Ethereum project WLEO hacked for $42,000. <clears throat> oh, not good. The WLEO contract was hacked late yesterday, resulting in $42,000 worth of stolen funds. The hacker stole Ethereum from decentralized exchange Uniswap's pool by minting WLEO to himself and swapping it for Ethereum. Quote, from what I keep hearing, this has happened to many other pools on Uniswap. The token issuing contract's addresses get exposed, and then someone else takes advantage of it to mint, to mint infinite tokens and rug pull the Uniswap pool to steal the Ethereum, said Kali Kazi, founder of the Leo Finance community, in a report about the hack. Well, next time write the code properly. So you gotta be careful with that. You gotta be very careful with that. There's a lot of bad code out there. Next news written by Adriana Hamacher. Ave raises $25 million to bring DeFi to institutions. The centralized lending and borrowing protocol Aave today announced a $25 million investment from blockchain capital, standard, crypto, and blockchain.com ventures, among others. Quote, Aave raised funds from strategic investors to bring DeFi closer to institutionals, uh, institutional use and to expand the team size to serve the growth in Asian markets, CEO Stanley Kulichov said, adding that the new stakeholders will participate in the protocol's governance and staking. Aave allows depositors to earn interest by providing liquidity to lending pools, and users can borrow cryptocurrencies with little collateral. It's currently the third largest protocol in the booming decentralized finance sector in terms of locked value, with $1.3 billion of assets staked on the protocol. The funding supplement $24 million has been raised through three token sales since the project was announced in 2017. 
Okay. Okay, okay, good. Next news, ran by Liam Frost. Ripple backed PayID adds multiple features. The Open Payment Coalition has announced that its Universal Payment ID Network PayID now supports end-to-end encryption messaging, cloud computing, and the sandbox for developers, according to a press release. With members such as Ripple, BitGo, Blockchain.com, Huobi, and over 40 other global companies and nonprofits, the coalition's PayID aims to simplify transactions around the globe by creating a universal payment identifier akin to an email address that can be used to send and receive money across any service and currency. Nice. To beef up up its security and privacy, the latest PayID update introduced additional verification tools that could help both senders and receivers to verify each other. Verifiable PayID is using end-to-end encryption systems that generates messages that can only be read by transacting users, but not by sending servers or other third parties. Cool. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Grayscale Ethereum Trust becomes SEC reporting company. Digital Currency Asset Manager Grayscale Investments today announced that Grayscale Ethereum Trust has become an SEC reporting company. This means that the trust and its shares are now registered under the Security Exchange Act. This follows Grayscale's investments filing of the registration settlement on Form 10 on October 2, 2020. It is the second digital currency investment vehicle to become an SEC reporting company after the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust became listed on January 21, 2021. Oh, sorry, 2020. <laughs> The Grayscale Bitcoin Trust allows investors to gain Bitcoin exposure. Now Grayscale has targeted the second largest cryptocurrency by market cap. The Grayscale Ethereum Trust is solely invested in Ethereum, with shares designed to provide investors with a cost-effective way of gaining Ethereum exposure. Now, as a result of the registration, investors who own or purchase trust shares have an earlier liquidity opportunity. The holding period of shares purchased through private placements is reduced from 12 to 6 months under the Securities Act. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Hmm. Next news written by Xiao Xiao Kong. Chinese DeFi products Dodo raises $5 million from top VCs. Following a seed round in August, Dodo, a six-month-old China China-based DeFi project completed another round of $5 million funded in private sales. The round was led by by Pantera Capital, Three Arrow, Arrows Capital, and Binance Labs, and, follows by, and followed by Galaxy Digital and Coinbase Ventures, and represents 10% of its equity. Dodo, a decentralized exchange, is developing a new marketing-making making algorithm called Proactive Market Making, PMM. It incorporates elements from both automated market-making and the centralized exchange order book and aims to provide lower slippage and cheaper gas fees. With the PEMM algorithm, Dodo not only can leverage public oracles for pricing, but also adopts institutional market-making strategies, Diana Dai, co-founder of Dodo told Decrypt. Okay, next news, written by Adriana Hamacher. $6.7 billion in Bitcoin is now held by public companies. Over $6.7 billion of Bitcoin is now held by public companies, including U.S. software giant MicroStrategy, Asset Manager Galaxy Digital, and Jack Dorsey's payment processing platform Square, according to Bitcoin Treasuries. This amount includes some companies holding Bitcoin on behalf of their investors, like Asset Manager Grayscale Investments. The sum rose in recent weeks with new investment from MicroStrategy and Square. The trend signals increasing interest in Bitcoin as a store of value and a hedge during economic uncertainty by publicly traded companies as well as individual investors. Currently with 38,250 Bitcoin, MicroStrategy holds more Bitcoin than any other publicly traded investor aside from Grayscale. 
A MicroStrategy holding also means that the company's shareholders, who include BlackRock, Vanguard, and Norway's oil fund, are now indirectly exposed to millions in Bitcoin. Wow. That's crazy. I didn't know Vanguard was in it. That's pretty cool. So now we know that we got Vanguard and Fidelity in crypto. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. Bitcoin's whale growth is slowing, flagging possible bull run report. The growth in the number of Bitcoin whales is slowing, according to crypto metrics site Glassnode. In a, in, in a the week on-chain report published today, Glassnode showed how the growth of the numbers of Bitcoin entities, clusters of addresses that Glassnode assumes are controlled by the same person or organization, holding more than 1,000 Bitcoin, slowed down all throughout September. Things were going well all year for whales. Entities holding more than 1,000 Bitcoins has... 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 Has, has been growing consistently, showing trends similar to 2012 and 2014-15, said Glassnode in a report. But things turned sour the, these deep-pocket Bitcoin holders in September when growth slipped, slipped. The last time the number of Bitcoin wells has steadily decreased was in the last quarter of 2019. So what, is, what does all this do for Bitcoin markets? Glassnode said, contrary to the popular sentiment, which says that sell pressure from wells drives the price down, this is good for Bitcoin. Looking at the data since 2010, Glassnode identified the following trend. The start of the decline in the number of Bitcoin wells has often signified increased interest from retail investors and the beginning of a run up to the top of the market. So good news. While the number of wells are only beginning to decline, this still may signify the beginning of another bull run. Is this true? Looking at the data from Glassnode, uses to support this theory, sometimes it shows that declining the number of accounts holding more than 1,000 Bitcoin is often associated with prices rising thereafter when using the logarithmic scale okay well there you go that's some good news next news written by andrew hayward bitcoin wallet exploits has cost 25 million dollars stolen to date in august and september multiple reports surfaced that users of the electron bitcoin software wallet has seen significant amount of bitcoin stolen via an exploit in an older version of the crypto wallet a new investigation has detailed the process behind the exploit and the extent of the damage inflicted on users to date. According to an investigation from ZDNet, more than $25 million worth of Bitcoin today, valuation has stolen via the exploit with 1980s Bit with 1,980 Bitcoin held in wallets tied to the attackers. That's on top of the 20 202 Bitcoin stolen in earlier attacks as reported in December 2018. That's not good. I, I would not be comfortable using an Electrum wallet at all just knowing that and there's been a lot of bad news about the Electrum, Electrum wallet and it's not that they have bad software is that there's a lot of other copycats out there that are that are hackers so you gotta be careful with that next news written by Jose Antonio Lance Bitcoin price up 8% on the week as crypto markets booms <clears throat> the state of the crypto market today oh there goes a dog barking again it must be, uh, I, I, you know what, that's, from now on, that's, that's the crypto dog, okay? We got ourselves a neighborly crypto dog that likes to bark when I start my podcast. The state of the crypto market today is good. So good, in fact, the total market capitalization for all cryptocurrencies today increased by $10 billion. It's gro grown by $26 billion since last week, with Bitcoin, the largest cryptocurrency by market cap, gaining 8% to its total price in that time. Cautiously bullish. Bitcoin is now trading above $11,500 per coin for the first time since August. It's up nearly 2% on the day and a whopping 40% year-to-date according to data from CoinMarketCap. 
While the coin kept with tradition and suffered throughout September, the bears could not undo the bullish market sentiment that Bitcoin has enjoyed since March. Uh, following the coronavirus-induced market panic, uh, pa panic that sent prices across the global markets plummeting, plummeting. Since March, Bitcoin has remained in one of the most robust bullish trading channels in its short in, in its short history. If this trend continues, Bitcoin could soon touch new all-time highs by mid-2021, though that's with all other things remaining equal. Alright, well, I mean, a lot of people are saying that we're going to have a bull run coming up pretty soon. It's going to be really, really, really quick. Really, really just harsh. It's going to go straight up. So, I mean, if everyone's saying that, maybe it's time to start buying some Bitcoin. Start st stacking those sets. <clears throat> Next news, written by Robert Stevens. Bitcoin for payments is a bad idea, says Bank of England head. <clears throat> the governor of the Bank of England said today that he found it difficult to consider Bitcoin as a payment method. The British Central Bank's governor, Andrew Bailey, said at a public Q&A session today, It is hard to see that Bitcoin has what we tend to call intrinsic value, adding it may have extrinsic value in the sense that people want it, reported Reuters. About people using Bitcoin as a means of payment, Bailey said that he is very nervous given Bitcoin's volatility. Bailey also said that the British economy is set for a rockier recovery than expected, according to Reuters. Well, alrighty then. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. An advisor to cryptocurrency project just won a Nobel Prize. What? Algorand, a proof-of-stake blockchain platform founded by zero-knowledge proof investors Silvio McCauley, boasts a team of advisors that include MIT economics researchers, game theory experts, several Turning Award winners, and angel list co-founder Navel Ravikant. Now it can add a noble lateral to the mix. Today, the Royal Swedish Academy of Science awarded the Nobel Prize in Economic Science to Algorand advisor Paul Milgram, Together with the Stanford colleague and co-awardee Robert Wilson, Milgram designed new types of auctions for markets that don't typically lend themselves to auctions such as radio frequencies. According to the press release, Milgram analyzed the, build, the bidding strategy in a number of well-known auction formats, demonstrating that the format will give the seller higher expected revenue when bidders learn more about each other's estimate values during bidding. Algorand first announced Milgram would be joining its advisor team on September 22nd, stating that the economists would bring deep would bring deep ex uh, expertise across a range of modern microeconomics theories to Algorand, Algorand team and extend community. And the extend community. All right. Next news. Written by Robert Stevens. U.S. U.K. again requests government access to encrypted data. Government officials representing Australia, Canada, India, Japan, New Zealand, the UK, and the US yesterday signed a letter outing the dangers of end-to-end -end encryption and requesting that tech companies introduce backdoors for law enforcement. The seven signatories consider end-to-end -end encryption, which allows for the private transmissions of messages that cannot be intercepted by governments, to be a great danger to the public safety, including to highly vulnerable members of our societies like sexually exploited children. The letter was signed by UK Secretary of State for the Home Department, Petri Patel, U.S. Attorney General William Barr, Australian Home Affairs Minister Peter Dut Dut Dutton, New Zealand Justice Minister Andrew Little, Canada Minister, uh, Can yeah, Canada Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Pre Pre Preparedness Bill Blair, and the governments of India and Japan. 
the signatories called on technology companies to do the following. Create backdoors for companies to view the data that passes through its platforms. Let law enforcement access the data when necessary and pro proportionate. And work with governments to design backdoors. According to, according to the letter signatories and end-to-end and, and -end encryption technology, which powers chat apps such as Telegram and Signal, makes it difficult for a company to crack down on serious illegal content and, and activity on its platform, including child sexual exploitation and abuse, violent crimes, terrorist propaganda, and attacking plans. Messenger app Telegram has been ousted several times in the fa in, as a favorite app of terrorist groups such as ISIS, and as cited in the letter, the U.S. National Centers for Missing and Exploited Children argued last October, last October that more than half of its reported reports of child exploita exploitations would vanish. Ah oh, man, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, that's that's a very very controversial thing right there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Next news: Alexander Bechrens, crypto startup giving users fifty million dollars to beat hedge funds. The hedge fund industry may soon be the thing of the past if Numeri's master plan comes to fruition. Numeri, an open hedge fund using competitive data science tournaments to crowdsource markets beating investment strategies, announced today the release of Numeri's Signals, a weight index stock trading and signal signals and eliminate inefficiency in hedge fund operations. And it's given away and it's given $50 million in crypto to users who submit data others have overlooked. In 2017, the Numari laid out a multi-step master plan. Its goal was to become the last hedge fund the world has ever needed by aggregating all possible stock market data and crowdsourcing the most effective trading strategies, paying out con contributors in its cryptocurrency NMR, which they are also used for staking. Um, okay. Next news. Written by Jeff Benson. Ethereum 2.0, around the corner after successful Zinkin uh, trial. Today's launch of the Zinkin testnet went smoothly. Danny Ryan, the Ethereum found Foundation research uh, leading testnet efforts for Ethereum 2.0, told Decrypt, Zinkin is the last scheduled dress rehearsal for testing ETH2 Genesis, the creation of the first block in the new chain before the proof-of-stake network can go live. It follows a previous te testnet, Spadina, which failed to launch as planned on September 29th due to low user participation and minor client errors. With today's successful rehearsals, said Ryan, client teams are finishing audits and making final preparations for the main net launch. Next up, Ethereum 2.0. Awesome. It's around the corner. It's around the corner. Next news written by Jeff Benson. Ethereum Classics Gambit to stifle 51% attacks makes a mess. From July through August, Ethereum Classic suffered three 51% attacks that might have cost the attackers just $3,800 in rental hash power. So what did Ethereum Classic developers do? They made hash power more expensive. Ethereum Classic Labs CEO Terry Culver appeared on the Decrypt Daily podcast Monday to explain what ETC Labs and ETC Core Development Team are calling MESS, M-E-S-S, or Modified Exponential Subjective Scoring. Nodes aren't designed to distinguish between the attacker's chain and an honest mining chain, he said. What we've done is create a system by which large reorgs need to have greater difficulty. That's not a problem for legitimate miners, but it's impractical for malicious actors who need to show hash rate sustained over a long period of time. If MESS was activated on October 10th after successfully testing it uh, had been activated over the summer, the tax would have cost $20 million instead of the resale value of a Toyota Corolla according to the ECC lab press. 
Wow. That's a big difference. Yeah, definitely a hacker would not want to want to dump $20 million for that. Mm -mm. So, that is it, Cryptonauts. We're done with our crypto news of the day. So, with that said, um, yeah, have yourself an awesome week. And I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.